Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, presents the official podcast of Dogs on Demand on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. On today's program, we'll give you the latest news from the world of University of Georgia Athletics and more. And now, from the broadcast studios of Dogs on Demand, here's your host, Chris Hall. Chris Hall here for Dogs on Demand on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, Good to have all of you with us today, and it's good to have our guest with us today. Uh, Really needs no introduction, but I'll try anyway. Uh, Former Georgia quarterback, uh, great Aaron Murray, set all kinds of records at the University of Georgia some years ago, went on to play in the NFL. Now he's a college football analyst, commentator for ESPN. Aaron, it's good to see you. Good to have you on our program today. Yeah, excited. It's a big week. Uh, happy late Thanksgiving. Hope it was a great Thanksgiving for you and everyone listening. And uh, yeah, it's Tennessee Championship Week. This is where you want to get to. This is goal number one, get to Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, another another year for the dogs to see if they can go out there and win an SC Championship. Hey, it, it's, it's an exciting week. It's been an exciting season. Before we get into uh, football, I do want to touch on the important stuff. Congratulations to you and your beautiful wife. On the birth of your second child. Uh, so uh, as as you come to us today, did you get any sleep last night? <laughs> <laughs> I did. So we, we got a good little routine. First of all, thank you for 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 the kind words. Uh, baby's doing great. Mama's doing great. Uh, we got a good little routine. I'll take little one to about midnight. Uh, wife will go to sleep about nine. And then uh, I'll do a quick feeding, put her down. And then I go to another room and I go to sleep for about seven hours. So uh, we're we're making it through. We're each getting, you know, about six, seven hours of straight sleep just at different times. So it's um, we've been there, done that. This is baby number two. So we learned a a couple things from the first one. Yeah, it's it's exciting. And congratulations to you again. Well, let's talk about Georgia. I mean, here we go. Now, the the Georgia Bulldogs, 12 and 0, second uh, consecutive or the uh, consecutive undefeated uh, season uh, during the regular season, number one team in the country, uh, second consecutive, uh, you know, winning all the games in the SEC, currently on a 27-game winning streak uh, during the uh, regular season. I saw something the other day, and I really didn't think about it until I saw this statistic, and it just kind of blew me away. Uh, During this 27-game regular uh, season uh, game winning streak, Georgia has outscored their opponents 1,103 to 273. I mean, oh. how, how do you put that into context? That is amazing, but also it's historic. It really is amazing, this run that Georgia is on in the last two years, isn't it? Oh, it's it's, it's Kirby's identity, play great defense. And and you go back to you know when Alabama was really in their prime, and, and that's when Kirby was the defense coordinator. I mean, every single year – they were putting out one of the best defenses in the country, putting out top you know, NFL draft picks. Now all of a sudden he's brought that mentality, that coaching style um, to the University of Georgia, and you're seeing every year great defense. I mean, who would have thought that after what we saw last year with all the first-rounders, with, to me, the best defense I've seen in a decade plus, uh, definitely the best defense I've seen at Georgia and maybe forever, uh, would come out there and have the production they had this year. It's, it's stockpiling four- and five-star guys, 
it's it's creating a sense of 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 urgency and then also competition like you know guys aren't leaving georgia guys are wanting to stay they're wanting to compete they are getting after it day in and day out monday through thursday and then obviously in the offseason that's what makes this team so good that's what makes this team so scary not only this year but going forward as well it is a culture of competition and it is a culture of guys understanding that i'm here I'm here to stay. I'm here to compete. And if I do what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to win a championship. And then I'm also going to get drafted. Uh, so it's it's really fun to watch from the outside looking in. And and you know, every time I talk to the players, and I'm sure you've heard this too, and I think it's 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 out there, but you know, they always say Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday, sometimes it's harder than what they experience <laughs> on the game day. Yeah. Because of the way they practice and grind each and every day in practice. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Well. You know, if you're Georgia on, on offense, you're going against the number one defense in the country in practice. Uh, so that's going to get you ready, uh, you know, for your next game, certainly. So uh, Georgia now completed the regular season and uh, the college football playoff rankings, the latest ones coming out last night, uh, last night still uh, has Georgia as uh, number one in the college football playoff rankings. But we have a big game coming up this week, uh, you know, Georgia versus LSU. Now, I don't know many people who probably uh, predicted that LSU would be in the uh, SEC championship game. I'm sure there were a few out there. But here you go, Georgia against LSU. Kind of surprising uh, that uh, LSU is there. Uh, Georgia is a 17-point favorite coming into this game. So so what is your thoughts about this game? I, you know, I'm from the Larry Munson school of Oh my word! We got to play another team like this. You know, <laughs> you know how Larry Munson used to be. But uh, you know, but uh, what do you think about this game? Georgia versus LSU. Georgia decided, you know, a decided favorite in this game. But what gives you pause? Uh, is there anything that gives you pause about this game coming up with LSU? Yeah, I think LSU is a good football team. I think LSU is good talent. I mean, there's a reason why that they've been able to get through their schedule, win games, big games like Alabama. Um, this season, it's it's there's there's talent there, and I think Brian Kelly, heading into this season, I was like, man, like he he was a top five coach and is a top five coach in America. What he did at Notre Dame was incredible. So we know LSU and Louisiana, that state has as as infinite amounts of of talent when it comes to football and being a football rich state. Now you put that together with a coach like Brian Kelly. It was only going to be a matter of time before things started to really click, and you're starting to see that, you know, middle of the season and on. And, and yes, they've had some hiccups. You know, the, the the blowout loss to Tennessee, the loss last week to AM was a little bit of embarrassing. But, you know, I, I like the weapons on offense. Uh, I think they got some really good players on defense from BJ Ojolari, uh, Harold Perkins, Jay Ward. There's talent there. There's enough talent where if Georgia sleepwalks, that LSU could end up winning this football game. I don't think that happens. I think Georgia. Obviously, is you know very focused, um, especially when you look at last season. You know, all the talk was, "Hey, you're in the playoffs. Hey, you're better than Alabama. You're about to slay that dragon." And then Alabama went and embarrassed them in Atlanta. I think Kirby's message is, "Hey, guys, we're not going to overlook step one, and that step one is winning the SEC championship." So I think you get a very focused team. You know, my only hesitation and pause is if Jaden Daniels is healthy. I think that's I think that's why the number is where it is right now. He was a little bit banged up last week versus the Aggies. If he's not able to be dynamic running the football, I think this LSU offense will struggle. But if he's able to run and extend plays and and create that part of their offense, 
and give Georgia some issues and create some one-on-one matchups with guys on the back end like Malik Neighbors and um, you know Cole Taylor and those guys, uh, then then I think they could keep it somewhat close. But I don't know. I think Georgia's the better team. They're deeper. They're stronger. And like I said earlier, man, I think I, I think they're focused after losing that SC championship game last year. Yeah, you know, and and as you watch Georgia over the last few weeks, and I don't know, maybe maybe I'm looking, I'm not looking at it uh, the way I need to look at it, but it seems to me as if over the last two or three weeks, Georgia at times has appeared to be a kind of a tired football team. You know, they didn't really come out against uh, Georgia Tech with a lot of focus to begin with in the game. But my word, they've gone through the grind. You know, they, they had Florida and Jacksonville. Then you had Tennessee with that emotional game at home. Then you had to hit the road, a road with the cowbells at Mississippi State. And then you went into an ice box at Kentucky. Then you had Georgia Tech coming in. It seems to me at, at times that, that Georgia maybe is suffering a little bit from the grind of the season and suffering a little bit from being the number one team in the country and everybody's going to give you their best shot. Is that a fair assessment of what you've seen from Georgia lately? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's a mixture of two things. I think one that that yes, it, it is a grind to go through the SEC. It was a grind back when I played. It's a grind now. Like it, it's just part of. It's the closest thing to an NFL schedule. So it's good for these kids, the, the these these young men, to kind of get a feel of what it's going to take to compete at the next level. But I also think it's 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 Kirby understanding what needs to be done in order to win, and and what it takes to be the number one team in the country. You know, let's go back to you know, 2012 when I played, or even before that, you know, when Alabama was, once again, everyone always compares Alabama, and I think Georgia's a good comparison because I think they're about to go and are at the beginning of a run similar to what Alabama and Nick Saban started, so that's why I always compare the two schools. It's not like they were blowing teams out 40 to nothing. Like, those games were in the 20s. They were in the, the teens. That's the style of ball. And Nick Saban's like, hey, win and move on. Our brand is where our brand's at. We're the number one team in the nation. All we need to do is win football games. We don't need to go out there and feel like we have to put a 40-50 burger on our opponents. And I think that's where Kirby is right now. I said it during the Kentucky game. There was never a moment, whether it was versus Florida, Kentucky, Georgia Tech, where I'm sitting back as a fan saying, oh, my, we may lose this football game. Right. There was never that, that thought. It was the game's in control. Kirby knows what he needs to do to win. Is it sexy? Is it entertaining? Is it what the fans want with high-octane offense and scoring? No, but who cares? Win and move on. The Georgia brand right now is the biggest brand in college football. They're the defending champs. They're number one heading into the postseason. All you need to do is win. Uh, yeah. It does. I don't care if you beat LSU 10 to nothing. I don't care if you beat TCU or USC or Ohio State 20 to 17. I don't care if you beat Michigan 14 to 7. It's a win. Um, so I just think people need to understand that. Like, let's not get crazy here thinking that everything has to be 30-point differential. Georgia's doing what they need to get done. Um, you know, I do want to see this this receiving crew, for me, step it up a little bit. Right. Uh, you know, there's been some ups and downs. And, you know, Ladd was on, then Ladd was off. And Ladd, I think, has kind of gotten back to what we expect from him. You know, I would love to see A.D. Mitchell this weekend. Don't know if we'll see him there. If not, you know, fingers crossed for the playoffs. I think he'll add a lot of juice. But, you know, that's really the only piece I think could help them take that next step, you know, just them being able to create a, a few more explosive plays with Stetson. And, and, you know, speaking of Stetson, okay, I've already cast you in the role of being Stetson Bennett in the movie to come up, okay? You know, we had that discussion earlier. 
but you know, Stetson is Stetson. Uh, it doesn't. He, he doesn't care what anybody says about him. He's just going to go out there and play. I, you know, I can't think of a, a quarterback in the nation that I would rather have under center at the University of Georgia than Stetson Bennett. Is what do you think? I, I love the kid. I think he's terrific. I think what he's done uh, for two years is is uh, I've never seen it before. I mean, his we all know the journey. I mean, the journey is. You said it, it. It deserves a book. It deserves a movie. It deserves everything. And 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 I'll say this: like Stetson's Bennett's playing career is not done after this season. I know the narrative was, "Hey, Stetson should be grateful that he's the quarterback of Georgia." Stetson Bennett should be grateful that he's he's had the opportunity to start for two years. No, 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 no. Stetson is good enough to make a roster at the next level. Um, great, I think above average arm strength. I think actually pretty darn good arm strength. Mobility is tremendous. His ability to to maneuver the pocket, get in and outside the pocket. You know, the only knock on Stetson is he's not 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". That's it. Yeah. But Bryce Young, who's uh, they're different. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want the headline to be Air Murray compares Bryce Young and Stetson Bennett. Bryce is is a beast. Bryce yeah. is is. But all I'm saying is Bryce is five nine, five ten, 180, 90, 90 pounds. And the NFL is not scared of drafting quarterbacks or picking up quarterbacks that are a little bit below that, that six, two kind of threshold. Um, so I think Stetson's a guy that I would not be surprised gets drafted, maybe fifth the seventh round would not be surprised if he makes a roster. And I definitely think he deserves an opportunity to be on a practice squad. That's, that's what you have right there. Yeah. So I think, I think the narrative, the issue was the narrative was made a long time ago of who Stetson is, what his abilities are. And it's hard for people to kind of change their mindset, but um, love the story, and, and I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm I'm so excited to see what he can do. These, uh, you know, SC championship and then beyond to, to try to win back to back national championships. Hey, you're two games away from the national championship game, so yeah, let's go get them. Uh, okay, so the college football playoff uh, rankings came out, uh, the latest ones uh, last night. So you have Georgia number one, Michigan number two. My idea is if if somehow Georgia or Michigan kind of trip up, they're still in the final four. But then you have TCU at number three and USC at number four, lurking outside of that, Ohio State, Alabama, and Tennessee. So, you know, just, you know, this is purely guessing. But as you sit here right now, as you look at what's going to come up this weekend with the championship games, give me your best guess of who's going to be the, in the final four of the college football playoff rankings. I think one through three is in. It would take... I think it would take Kansas State beating TCU by like 30, 40 points for people to be like, okay, do we really want to put TCU in there? You know, the, the Big 12 and the gauntlet that they had to go through this year, I respect what they've done. Uh, they, they went undefeated. Uh, same thing, obviously, with Georgia, Michigan. So I think one through three should be in. And I kind of think USC, too. You know, I, Ohio State and Alabama have not done anything to me that screams they deserve a chance to be in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, Ohio State's schedule has been pretty lax. They got the one win at, at Penn State, which was great, top 10 win. But then you get blown out at home without Blake Corn for Michigan and, and get embarrassed. And, and that's just unacceptable. There's no excuse. The weather was good, and Michigan was missing their best player on offense, and you gave up that many points. So why, what, what, why do you deserve to be in the Final Four? I don't think you do. Same thing for Alabama. What have you done? to say you deserve a shot to be in the playoffs. Nothing, absolutely nothing. So I think the first three, definitely yes. I think USC 
you know, the one knock is if you lose to Utah once, which they did in the regular season, and then you lose to them again, that, you know, they almost would have been better having Oregon be in the, the Pac-12 championship and losing to a different team. But I still believe those four should be in. But USC is the big one. I think I do think that the committee at the end of the day, if if the Trojans lose on Friday night to to uh, Utah, Ohio State will slip into that number four spot, uh, which is unfortunate, man. You, you get penalized by playing an extra game while Ohio State gets to sit at home after just getting smoked by Michigan. I, I, I don't like it at all. But it's the world we live in. It's it's the brand of Ohio State. I get all of that. So, um, but no, I, I I don't think Alabama has a shot of getting into the playoffs. Yeah, and, and of course, Nick Saban's been he's been pounding the pavement about hey, my guys need to be in there. And uh, but that's Nick, and that you know I understand that, to. and uh, he needs to be doing that. So you know, beyond this year, now eventually you're going to have the uh, college football playoffs expanding to twelve teams. Uh, beyond the four, and so eventually we're going to get into like I guess the the basketball scenario of bubble teams, and you know uh, first one in, first one out. What do you think about expanding to twelve teams in the college uh, football playoffs? I, I like it. I, I think you know this year I think it would have been really entertaining. You know I I think you know, we may come to the same conclusion that Georgia would have won the national championship, but I, I think leading up to that game would be really competitive. Like our this season. Two through twelve, I you could flip a coin. Who knows who would win any given any given Saturday? I think it'd be great television. I think people would love to tune in and watch it. And shoot, the way Georgia's played, you and I have talked about it here. The way Georgia's played this year, I think anyone that played Georgia would make an entertaining game too, possibly. So, I think it's good for the sport. I think it's good to continue to create some equality across the nation, where you know players don't have to say, "Okay, I have to go to Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson." In order to compete for a championship, I can go to, you know, I can stay in the West Coast. I can go to a Pac-12 school. I can go to, you know, a TCU, whatever it is. Like I can go other places, stay home, and still compete for championships. So I think it's going to really even the playing field a lot more uh, going forward, which I think is good for the health of the game. Uh, you have Hugh Freeze going to Ole Miss. Uh, a lot of discussion about, you know, is that a good hire and should he be hired? At Auburn, what do you think about that? Uh, Hugh Freeze uh, going to Auburn. I'm sorry, not Ole Miss, going to Auburn. Yeah. What do you think about that? I, I I like it. I actually had Hugh Freeze in Liberty about a month ago, uh, their game versus Arkansas. And and we talked with him a bunch on Friday night, coaches meeting about, you know, if it came available, would you take it? And, you know, he, he, he continued to reiterate, like, hey, I love where I'm at at Liberty. Obviously would consider anything that, that came my way. But, you know, he's a guy that's had success in this league. You know, I'm in the belief that, like, listen, we've all made mistakes in our lives. Like, I got skeletons in my closet. I've screwed up plenty. Uh, you learn from it. You become a better man, and you go out there and 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 live that life. So, in, in a world where people love to just cancel someone and move on and bury them, I love someone getting a second chance. So, hopefully, he takes advantage of it. You know, he's got the resources. They got new facility. They got plenty of NIL money. They're in a great spot to recruit. Being there in, in, in Alabama, you can you know get guys there. You can dip into Georgia if you want to. So um, I think they're in a good spot. I think they got a good guy. I, I, I was more leaning towards Lane, which I think was their first choice. Right. But I think he was a close second, so good for them. Yeah, and Lane had a lot of fun with that. Now, you know, he has a lot of fun with everything, but uh, he had a lot of fun with that. Brent Key, uh, now the coach at Georgia Tech, uh, your feelings about that hire? 
Hey, listen, they they've they they look like a different team since he took over yeah. as interim head coach. You know, there's a team that's winning ball games. I mean, to beat North Carolina was absolutely eye-opening. Like, wow. Uh, and then they look competitive versus Georgia in the first half. So, you know, it is what it is. This was a program that, you know, when the new the the, the previous coaching staff took over, you know, they it was a complete rebuild because you're moving, you know, from a, two different identities of triple option to more of a pro style offense. It's going to take time, and it's still going to take some more time to continue to try to recruit, especially you know when Kirby's in your backyard, and you're not going to get the top recruits because they're going to go to Georgia. So right. it's an uphill battle. I do think he's taking over a program that's in a better spot than they were three years ago because they are getting more of the talent they need to run what they want to run schematically. But um, I, I, like I said, I like the hire. He went out there as an intern, interim head coach, and proved everything that you want to, to, to take over the program. Now, you were with ESPN this year uh, doing a lot of color commentary for games. Uh, how did you enjoy that? How, how was your ESPN experience this year? Yeah, it was great. Uh, had a lot of fun. Got to call a lot of SEC games. So it's great to be close to home and uh, and, and cover the conference that, that you know, I grew up watching and played in. So, uh, yeah, it's been a fun transition moving over from CBS down to ESPN. All right. Good deal. Well, we've uh, been very blessed to have Aaron Murray with us on our program today. Aaron, of course, uh, the UGA fans love Aaron Murray. Everywhere I go, I love Aaron Murray, you know, and uh, a great quarterback, good family man, and uh, it's good to have uh, you with us on our program today, Aaron, and we look forward to having you again soon on our program, okay? Thank you. Have a good one. Go Dogs. Thank you. Dogs on Demand would like to thank Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs, for sponsoring our program today. When the time comes to finance or refinance your home, make the smart choice and get your home loan from Southeast Mortgage. Your friends at Southeast Mortgage are ready to help you. Visit southeastmortgage.com slash UGA today for more information. Be sure to visit Dogs on Demand on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and our great interactive website, dogsondemand.com. Join us for our next program as we keep you up to date with the latest sports news from the University of Georgia and more. Until then, be safe and go dogs. <laughs>